Lunch tables are never the same. <laughs> I'm your pusher. Pusher. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I just wait for it. Like, grinding. Grinding. <laughs> Do you have a beat like this, though? I feel like the beat can kind of carry it and no one ever learns the lyrics because yeah. you're so distracted, like, yes. banging on whatever the nearest surface is. It's so, like, our junior high version of Stomp was through. <laughs> Clips, man. Pharrell. Fuck I am. Okay, bitch. <laughs> this is like a rhythm test. I know. I never passed. <laughs> I used to do it with people be like, nope. <laughs> You're listening to 168, a podcast about everything that went down in the past 168 hours. This podcast is brought to you from the minds of Lo and Jazz, two best friends who really, really missed doing the podcast last week. Oh, for sure. (laughs) It's a weekly segment show. Thank Gilead, the black woman saved the day like we always do. Overthrew the white ass male government and made them speed eat Popeye's biscuits <laughs> without a drink for our amusement. Mwahaha. Choke on that. <laughs> Watch it down on Sundays, yeah. Sundays, yeah. HBO on the coop, yeah. John and Nira's on dragons. Dragons. Hey! We're back again. Um, still watching Game of Thrones. Ever, ever disappointed <laughs> in the in the plot line. We're still going though, you know. I thought the last episode was it. I feel though. numb. Damn. <laughs> I feel kind of numb to it. It was entertaining. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's talk good stuff. Okay. The cinematography was crazy good. Yes. The between like the CGI, the amount of money they must have spent on CGI to do that dragon burns down King's Landing thing. It's crazy. The fight, the um, the Clegane Bowl, as some are calling it, <laughs> was probably one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen done, like on Game of Thrones. That and Arya, Arya's whole bit, like especially the end, yeah, was like gorgeous. Um, so yes, I will give Game of Thrones that. They do make very pretty scenes. Like, love that. Yes. Um, I feel like if you spent all that money on CGI for the dragon attack, then you could have had um, John pet his dire wolf one last time. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's not a stretch, but... Concerned about the ending. One episode left. One episode left to tie up a lot of shit. And they've kind of failed to tie up everything else. I just feel like, you know, 
it's like they haven't been doing a good job ending the character arcs. Not that you, you didn't really, you haven't seen the full arc yeah, of people. I so. just, yeah, but I feel the disappointment and sheer shame. It's shameful. I would hate to be on the Game of Thrones staff right now with the way that Twitter is like, what the fuck is this trash? Like, imagine working for two years on a project, like, writing something, and everybody's so excited. You have this huge fan base, and everybody's like, fuck this shit, bro. Gee, like, we should have seen the signs. Like, I, I thought about it, like, six episodes. I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of quick to wrap up everything. Yeah. First, you know, red flag, and then season seven was kind of headed in that direction. Ever since they haven't had guidance of, like, the actual books to base the dialogue off of, the uh, writing hasn't been the same. It's been, <laughs> it's been like a different show. Um... Mm. But then going back and watching the old interviews of the actors they've been posting and them being like getting asked about the ending and what they think of it, and all of them are just like, I mean, I love it. <laughs> like there's a gun pointed to their head. <laughs> like they all obviously seem disappointed. Um, this week, Varys died. Ja, Cersei and um, Jamie died. <laughs> I was like, dang, I can't think of the name. I don't honestly think Cersei did. Cersei died. I think Cersei died. You think so? Yeah. They never do like the hand out of the rubble, like maybe I survive. <laughs> one hand, one golden hand yeah. out of the rubble. I think like that may have been more possible seasons prior to that. Although those rocks were coming down. They like, were coming very down. hard. Like, coming it was down, like, like, bitch, your whole castle is crumbling, you finna die. Like I I'm pretty sure that was her ending. Um because this season they haven't really surprised us. Like every episode, we're like, maybe the Night King will come back. It'll be in King's Landing. Girl, it's not happening. Like it's just not gonna happen. They're trying to wrap this shit up. They're yeah. trying to wrap it up. So I think Cersei died um, in the arms of her incestual lover, underneath the Lego blocks of King's Landing and the Red Keep, bro. Did you see that tweet that's like, this red keep's not going to go down, and then it's like the red keep, and then it's like that video of the girl on the cooking show with the Fruity Pebble, like, tower. Yes. <laughs> that's like my favorite video, because yes. she's just so broken, like, by that little Fruity Pebble cake falling. I was like, that's exactly how <laughs> She's like, my army's not going to turn on me. <laughs> they were like, fuck this like, shit. Mm, <laughs> you know, you think. Right. So... I mean, I, like mo- like most people, I feel like I really wanted Cersei to die in a better way. Yeah. And then when people were piecing together clips, as they do, of all the great endings of the villains on Game of Thrones that you, you haven't seen, but like, every time a villain dies, it's like they get eaten by dogs and like you get to see it all. <laughs> like, it's like a full on, they get all their retribution for that. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Cersei's blown up a whole fucking part of the city. <laughs> like, and she died with Jaime... Uh, there are so many other ways to do it. I know I'm, I'm not a writer or anything, but um, Euron died fighting over Cersei. Yeah. And it was just kind I of like... I didn't get that part. You were right not to get it. It's like spending time on it felt kind of weird. <laughs> I thought Euron died in the fire and I would have been like, okay, cool. He ended. Like, yeah. whatever. They gave him more closure than they've given other, like the Night King, who has yeah. <laughs> been the villain for seven or eight seasons or whatever. And that battle happened for so long. I was like, if this were real life, he probably would have like killed you like... 10 scenes ago because i feel like when they kept flashing between that fight and like the fire and rubble part I, like it would flip and i'd be like stop it <laughs> you better stop you like, better stop see more of this fight like just throw him against the rocks like the old dude oh, yeah. <laughs> the mountain took him and said yeet <laughs> that was one of the better parts i was like i'm glad he died even he got a more sinister death than cersei like it was just kind of like he got muffed to death it was 
really satisfying. And with Arya right there, I'm surprised, like, old dude didn't distract him so she could just stab her real quick or something. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot more action than this weird Spider-Man shuffle, like. Oh, Cersei getting through? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She just crept through, like, this is none of my business at all. But, and then died, you know, in a happy way. We also lost, oh, we didn't talk about Varys getting burnt up, getting barbecued, but. It happened. I think it was bound to happen. It's it's just kind of like, it shows how the writing has changed because I don't think Varys would ever tell Tyrion that he's like, fuck the queen, I'm down with Jon Snow, <laughs> and then just stick around. <laughs> like, after Tyrion was like, so I don't fuck with that. I love Danny or I'm scared of Danny or whatever. Um, after that, he just stuck around. That seems not like his style. Like, yeah, he'd be on the first boat out of that bitch. Like, (laughs) I cannot, I'm going to die. Um, so that seemed kind of off character too. Arya didn't die. Although it seemed like she probably should have at some point. How do you just wake up on the rocks? Like (laughs) three times, like over and over again. Especially trying to help that mother and that kid. I was like, leave them hoes. They don't want to come. They don't want to (laughs) come. Leave that bitch. And she ended up dying too. I was like, she just slowed you down. She did. And And now, you know, everyone thinks Arya's going to kill Danny. Maybe that'll happen and maybe it won't. I don't know. It seems like the predictable things, they probably won't do it that way. It'll be even more disappointing than that. But it's going to be something disappointing. <laughs> like her and the dragon, like, get into an accident and just, like, never come home. Get into an accident. <laughs> like, a, like a dragon accident. Yeah, like a car accident. <laughs> they ran into another dragon on the way. Yeah, back. it's all over. <laughs> Jon Snow looking confused. The whole time. Just looking confused. Um... Yeah, the battle was really nothing. Like, it was just kind of like we're about to... Danny came in, avoided all of the scorpion um, arrow shits just <laughs> effortlessly and somehow, like, became a fighter pilot. Don't know when that happened. Um, and then snapped. Okay, this is the most important part. So <laughs> Danny's character development, getting to King's Landing, the bells ring, they surrender, and she decides to burn the shit down anyway. I was, like, sitting on my couch, like yelling at the screen because I it just I was like (laughs) we all saw it coming in ways but the escalation of of whatever they want to call this like I think they want to call it based on the after interviews of um the directors D&D or whatever Mm -hmm. I think they're trying to frame it as like she was mad so mad that she decided to burn every single inch of King's Landing it just it doesn't jive for me. Like we were talking about this earlier. Like it would have made more sense if she did it strategically. Like I'm gonna kill everybody. Like Jon Snow is gonna die. Anyone who could possibly challenge me is gonna die right now for the for the for the crown. Like yeah. for what I came here for. Um, mixed with a little bit of anger. Or if she had just actually gone mad, like crazy, crazy, like actual crazy, I would have fuck with that too yeah because we haven't actually seen anyone go real life crazy on game of thrones it's always been strategic it's always been for a reason so for her just to be mad i was like you're that mad like no it doesn't make sense for her (laughs) being the breaker of chains or whatever like we get that she likes to burn things but this is a big leap so i was kind of (sighs) like and it took her too long to decide i'm like if you're gonna do it you should have just grabbed your grabbed your balls already and just did it like you know? Yeah. It was like... And how do you stay mad for that long, G? She burned King's Landing like she was mowing a big-ass lawn. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it was like... <laughs> 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 I 
I'm gonna get every square inch of this bitch. So I don't know. And she didn't even get to see Cersei die. Like if you're that mad, like go. Why didn't she just fly straight up to her and just? That's what I would. Then I would have burned King's Landing if I'm that mad. But yeah. like, let's start kill with killing the Cersei. direct center of the tower. Get that bitch down. Even just pick up the queen or something. Shit don't make no sense. But I'll be mm. watching the final episode and we'll be done with Watch the Throne next Dang. week. It's bittersweet. Um, but I gotta see what happens. Some people think that Bran is gonna take the Iron Throne, which I will just absolutely just be like, wow, fuck the show. Damn. Yeah. That's the run it. That's like the... There's a site that predicts theories perfectly or really well or whatever. And uh, Arthur told me this. He looked at me like, you better tell him I told you. <laughs> Citation. So apparently Bran is supposed to be the, the king because he's wise and it rocks with some other theory. Uh, but who do you think? What's your prediction for the Iron Throne next week? So we have it logged. Everybody knows we called it. I don't like that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to predict that it's uh, Danny. She just kills everybody. That'd be more fun. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not going to be. Yeah. I'm rooting for Santa. It's Sophie Turner all day. I'm not rooting for anybody. Fuck you guys. Not the, the actors, but fuck the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yay. Watch that was Watch the Throne. Throne. Still watching. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
happening you don't want to be like yeah but you know i want to be like yeah. i still got it like especially if you're dating like how long have they been dating since like board like school. birth like forever <laughs> like, that's like literally been... attached at the hip we were made for each other and we love god like that's that yeah which is amazing but like i think sometimes when people imagine relationships they imagine like you are you become that relationship and you're not just a person still yeah so all that anxiety and stuff like that it doesn't just go away because you have a great partner you still have to work on yourself and feeling loved and feeling wanted and because as much as people want to believe having the best partner in the world is not going to fill some of the holes that you have yeah um and I think it's just normal to not, like, I mean, when you're with someone for forever, like, you still need the external validate. And after having fucking three kids. Oh, one, yeah. Like, your body changing, bro. Like, of course he's going to love you. But it's like you want to know that you're still. You still got it. I just wanted to touch on that quickly. Because, like, I mean, dating a basketball player, you can kind of has so many options and can leave you at any point honestly if you wanted to i mean you have to realize that the person that you leave you for is not going to be a better match than you and that's where you're supposed to be confident in your relationship but it's like when people are constantly throwing pussy at your husband and you feel like no one's looking at you so you could just like yeah and a whole person came out of your vagina so several people a group a group of people it's not a few people a couple people came out of there no so yeah i totally got her point yeah um, people just don't like aisha curry yeah i, I don't like her i'm, yeah, I'm defending her annoying. but she's very annoying and like i was like this is kind of good vengeance honestly yeah, for you, like, for you, you like i i like to dress you know i'm like to dress modest because my body is for my husband and all these twitter hoes out here like you can tell it comes from a place of insecurity which is why this all made sense big picture for me wow yeah we stand with you sister we're here when you need us for now until you say something <laughs> dumb again like really stupid she's on the verge of a bad sound but i feel it she already said that thing where she's like um how she got bullied for being mixed or something and then people dug up a picture of her parents and they're both black <laughs> girl you're just light-skinned <laughs> just your husband's oh light-skinned y'all are just real light and like you i know that control. gets to you but damn like you're just black girl <laughs> shit What's next? Oh, um, this is a quick. I just there was a little bit of discussion about this, but I saw a chance the rapper's Mother's Day post to his fiance. I think her name is Jasmine. Am I uh, wrong about that? No, I thought it was Kin. Kinsley. No, Kinsley's the baby. Damn. Yeah. Um, my bad. <laughs> Arthur was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn. And he said this, and I think it was like an interesting conversation starter. The caption was, marriage is dope because I get to live with a mama forever. Not my mama, but it damn near feels like it sometimes. That's when I clicked off. Thank you for bringing <laughs> Kensley into this world, but also for occasionally being a mommy to me. I didn't, I couldn't, I didn't have the energy. I just, I, it's, it's, it's just, it's, I mean, it's just cringy. It's like, but it's Chance the Rapper. I don't expect him to. It's cringy. I don't like it. I don't expect for him to. I mean, I don't expect any different from this tweet. Is it surprising that this happened? No. Yeah. Um. It's <laughs> it's not surprising so much, but it's just like I don't. Maybe he didn't care if he got attacked, but. There's a whole running joke on Mother's Day where people, like, wish Happy Mother's Day to people taking care of their boyfriends. Yeah. That's not 
really like obviously when you have when you're in a relationship you take care of your partner at certain points but you should both be taking care of each other and the whole mommy vibes thing is just creepy like we can just be people and partners who take care of each other without you being like oh i get a mommy <laughs> like i just moved out of my mom's house to move into my mom's house yeah. <laughs> like i hate it yeah i hate people that talk that way about their girlfriends because it you need to be, it's a bad character to have but i it's a it's a bad character trait to have but I also don't think niggas care. And I don't think that he cares what it looks like. No. I think some niggas are just like, I need to be taken care of. And I'm totally fine with that. And I don't give a fuck if you're independent. And I'm blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And that's just something that I need. And that's... some, and there, unfortunately, there are a lot of women that give a lot more of themselves into relationships that then they actually need to, myself included. So I just think until you get tired of being a mama, if they're both complicit and I don't expect anything more, yeah, go forth and be happy and bliss. It's what? just like the conversations like these just go like... <laughs> right, like you don't understand love. I think a lot of people... Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, the examples of love in their life were kind of like the mom... It's a mom to everybody, and she just takes care of everybody, and she's, like, running on, like, gas, and, like, <laughs> she might be miserable, but who really cares, because she loves her children, and she loves her husband, and it's, like, I think there is, a, there's another way to do it. I do it in my relationship, and, like, that's what I think our generation is looking for, considering we all work and we all need to be taken care of kind of equally now and things are changing and have changed um so it's just not it's just not the wave anymore to be a mommy to these niggas so if you're doing that i would advise that you don't it could be get better. a daddy sis or yeah equality though right I just watched a sugar baby documentary so i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> a daddy wait, wait, on what <laughs> Uh, on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. It's called Sugar Babies? No, but it was. it's not even a documentary. It was kind of like a rom-com. Oh. But she turned into a sugar baby. It was kind of good, but annoying. Like most Netflix rom-coms, but yes. I watch them anyway. Yes. Okay, next we have Joe Budden and Sin Santana done broke up. Oh, yeah. And, um, Basically, Twitter feelings. dragged <laughs> Sin Santana because she said those colors comments a few months ago. Basically, how black men catered to oh, yeah, yeah, Spanish yeah. women. It was, and so Twitter, as soon as they caught on, was like, "Oh, but I thought black men cater to you," and like wrote in SpongeBob letters. That's because he cheated with a black woman, right? Yeah, yeah, Jasma Kendrick, a dark-skinned black woman too, and yes. she bad. I think she was on America's Next Top Model or something. Jasmine, Jasma, Jasma. Maybe she's a wild and out girl or something. But I follow her on Instagram from something. I don't know if it's just because she's chocolate and pretty, likely. But she is. Yeah. I mean, that's like full circle karma, like, Damn. wham, bam. People found out because Sin was singing on her Instagram stories, don't pl hurt yourself. Because mm -hmm. she normally is like singing in the car. And so it was like really angry. And we're like, ooh, sis. And then Joe Budden on his podcast was basically like, did you really break up if you never like explicitly said it? And he's on tour for his podcast right now. And she retweeted it and was basically like, things have been... uh this way for months and like actions speak louder than words blah 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 and they're playing with baby lex separately i mean i really didn't think that was gonna last anyway but and everybody's retweeting joe budden saying that he's way better single 
He needs to be single. He doesn't. I don't think he needs to be in a relationship with anybody. <laughs> like him and Sin Santana were so cute, though. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't think so. Not then again, all. I don't like either one of them. So yeah, they did get together when she was like twenty-two, and he's old as hell. How old is he? Like damn near forty. Joe Budden's probably thirty-seven. That's my guess. Let me Google it right now. Survey. That makes sense, though. Survey says, "What's your guess? How old is Joe Budden?" I'm gonna say thirty-eight. Oh, scrolling down. 38, 37. Damn, 38! Oh! Oh I'm really good at that shit. Oh my god, we have Am the I same really birthday. Am I not really good at that? I'm really good at that. Me and Joe Budden have the same birthday. Oh, sis. That He's a Virgo. A lot. Yeah. Wow, I am Joe Budden. You are Joe Budden. No, but I'm so not. Josephina, <laughs> Josephina Budden. <laughs> I just think it's so weird watching celebrities break up. And Twitter catch on. Like, you think I just so? Think that's so awkward. I mean, they put it out there for people to to catch on to. Like she put it on her stories. You know what's gonna happen. I don't even know. Like, what's the goal with that? But sometimes you just need to express yourself. Sometimes I just feel like celebrities just want to post whatever they want to post. Yeah, but like, then you have to deal with everybody in your bit. I guess some people don't have like the. They don't feel like that's a bad thing. But I just feel like everyone talking about my breakup would make it worse. Yeah. And that's why, like, sometimes they cry in interviews. Like, it was just so hard. You like it. You like when they cry, don't Obviously. you? Obviously. <laughs> you know, love their tea. tears. Real tea. Yeah. Well, that sucks for them. But. <laughs> Anything else for the girls' room? Oh, um, Russell Wilson and Sierra are getting cuter to me. You know, I had my, my, my apprehensions about him being corny, but... He's still corny or whatever. It's just they're, they're really cute to me. Did you I watch think the, they have a good... the Beauty Marks video? Of her doing the, the prayer thing? Well, just like snippets from their, their wedding. and Oh, no. It's so cute. It is. The song is so bad, but the, the video is cute. So it's, it's Sierra's song. It yeah. Watch it on mute. <laughs> well, it's not worth it. She just does Beauty Marks a lot. Someone said that... Um... <laughs> That level up is just the adult baby shark. <laughs> like now, just been thinking of Sierra's music is like Yummy adult. Yeah, your tummy. Yeah, baby shit. Congrats to all the loving partners. Um, break up with him if you need to hear that, and we'll see you next time on the Girls' World. What juicy say? He'd be like, shut the fuck up. Play me some Pippin, man. America, the booty hole. Okay, so this week on America the Booty Hole, um, we're, we're only going to talk about fuck niggas because that's all we really have time for this week. Um, Ohio, Georgia, I think Missouri as of today, yep. and Alabama have passed new strict abortion laws that criminalize abortion after six weeks, I think eight weeks in, in, um, in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Alabama, there's no exceptions for race, for rape or incest, for pregnancies caused by rape or incest. Same thing in Georgia too, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, they're all pretty much, they're similar. Uh, it's a strategic attack on women's rights and women's bodies. The internet has been an uproar and like, nobody wants this. Yes. If you look at the polling of the states, it's like. The highest is like twenty five percent of people in a in a in a current in a state 
want abortion. That's like the highest level. Mm-hmm. In Illinois, it's like 10% or something like that. Like no one wants to outlaw abortion. Um, this is a conservative Tea Party ass, Trump ass agenda. And um, it's fucked up and it's concerning and it's. <laughs> Like, it's there's only so much you can say about it because it's just, like, so... It's such an affront to science and, like, being a woman and a person. You just feel like you're just so belittled and, yeah. like, you you don't matter and what you want doesn't matter and your life doesn't matter and your health doesn't matter and you're, like, nothing matters. They're not going to help you with anything <laughs> at all. Like, you get no help. If you're dying, you don't get health care. If you are homeless, you don't get a home. If you are out of work, you don't get any relief for being fired from big corporations and overcharged and gentrified. And it's just like, but we want to have you have babies. Mm. You have to have a baby, though. Like, we care about your baby. It's appalling. (laughs) Damn. I am very proud of all of my friends on the Twitter timeline though because I expected at least 15% to pull a little bit of like lifetime I'm pro-life and don't hurt babies but oh shit really maybe yeah I guess you can get that from like religious people sometimes yeah be shocked I think 10% of every religious person I meet when I'm very like I'm pro-choice and da 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 because I feel like that's just like an easy thing that you should be able to talk about 10% of those conversations come back like I don't believe in abortion and kind of like that intense like Ku, Ku Klux Klan like stare off. <laughs> so like the <laughs> yeah. like Diddy stare off. Yeah, uh, yeah I've, I feel like I may have unfollowed or blocked anyone who's pro-life. And if they've been silent for this long, then I mean, kudos to you. You slipped through the cracks. <laughs> but like you're definitely getting unfollowed, muted, blocked, all that. Like, because at this point, you know the arguments. Everyone knows the arguments. They make perfect sense. If you believe that a, a zygote the size of a piece of fried shrimp's rights are more important than a woman, or the rights of the child that's eventually born, like then there's no arguing with you. There's no there's no point in having the conversation. Yeah. But I am like happy to see everyone feeling as passionate about it. I've I've seen lots of men posting about it yeah. too, which has been refreshing. Like oh like. <laughs> Y'all are not always there for all of our issues, but they're but like, hey, like we don't want to have that baby either. Right. Look, <laughs> chill on that, chill on that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> they're not making men take care of these babies. They're not providing um, health care for young mothers. It's like I, the interest. I don't fully understand it. Like even Tommy, Tammy, Tammy Lauren, Tammy, Tammy Lawrence, Tommy. What's her name? Tommy, Tommy Pickles. Lauren. <laughs> she's pro-choice all the shit they stand for as far as states rights and autonomy to you to oneself and property life and liberty um would align with being pro-choice it's your fucking choice to do whatever you want with your body your property your guns whatever the fuck so it's like off base but still part of a conservative agenda because it increases the poor population because it forces more white people to procreate and maybe their numbers won't dwindle mm. because it ups healthcare costs. I don't I really don't know where the real cause is. It's not religion, like y'all don't give a fuck. You don't think it's religion? Not at the heart of it, no. Maybe some people believe that after being kind of brainwashed after a long period of time. But 
I, I, I can't believe that's simply where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's more of a control thing. Because religion, you can use it as an excuse for lots of things, but if you were really religious, you would support a lot of liberal policies. That's just as simple as it is. Like being a good human being. If we're looking at if we're looking at the world as a Disney movie, the good human being. Republicans are like the Cruella de Vils. They're like the Empire in Star Wars. They're the Voldemorts. They're the bad guys. Like this is just so obvious. Like they're red. It's for blood. <laughs> like they're evil. They're evil. They're evil old. And the Democrats men. are not perfect. Liberals are not perfect. But I mean, come on. Like <laughs> come on. <laughs> So I, it comes from somewhere else. I'm just like, but where? it's so hateful to me to make an, like someone who's been raped have 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 their rapist child. Yeah. And if they kill the baby, they get more time in jail than a rapist, the person that raped them would. I, it's hateful. It's just like pure hate. Mm. And I'm sure all these men would be shocked to know how many abortions their family has gotten, their wives and and daughters. It's like. I think that um, I have the statistics here about how many women get abortions. I think it's mostly women who already have kids get abortions. 23.7% of women will have an abortion in the U.S. by the age 45. Mm-hmm. That's like almost a fourth. Yes. And a fourth of women in the U.S. is like millions and millions and millions of women. Hello, women. So hopefully this gets struck down at the Supreme Court level. Um... I still have faith. I don't know why, <laughs> but I still have faith that Justice Kennedy, or Justice Roberts, sorry, will be like, yeah, we're not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. We're not going to take away a fundamental right. Um, I'm sure that one of these will slip through, like like a state to be able to restrict maybe at eight weeks might fly. I don't know about six weeks, though. I don't know if they'll be able to swing that in the Supreme Court. And I think that there will have to be an exception for rape and incest. I'm just, I don't know how that will translate into court, to case law. Because right now, the way that it works is Roe v. Wade says a life starts at, a life starts at like 12 weeks, or I think it might be 12 weeks. Um, unless it's going to endanger the, the woman's life, mm-hmm. not getting an abortion. Um, if you kill the baby after a certain amount of weeks, then it's like murder. But before then, and they're not a person. Okay. So these laws are trying to make it so that a baby is a person at six weeks. Like, so technically they can be murdered. Ugh. That's the change in the law. Gotcha. I don't know how they would affect a change about rape and incest um, exceptions. Because if someone's a person at six weeks, you can't kill them regardless of how they were created. Mm. Oh, so that's very concerning. I think it would allow for states to continue to have that not be an exception. So that's not like a top priority for them. It's like it's all together, all or nothing, basically. Well, I'm saying if the Supreme Court sides with any of these states that, um, with any of these bills to then make to make a person to, a younger, to make like a person younger. It's like they have to younger. double down. Yeah, so unless Congress takes action about it, then uh, we have to rely on this conservative Supreme Court, and it's looking grim for our uteruses. Um, I mean, blessed be the fruit, like, under his eye, y'all, because it's looking rough out here. Um, Shout out to every woman who is sharing her her abortion stories. Oh, yeah, on Twitter. Online. Dealing with all the crazy niggas. I mean... Y'all don't have to do that. It, and it's like, I think that it does garner support and like um, 
shows people kind of like the truth of a plight of getting an abortion and it's hard and difficult so i mean yeah kudos to you guys for spreading awareness and getting your abortions because you just want to live your fucking life girl and that's you have the right to do that hopefully for now (laughs) for now for now the laws are not typically they're not actually enacted i think that like six months is the shortest amount of time until one of them is actually enacted oh but because they passed a bill like it's still happening regardless it's not like there's another court that's going to come in and like that has to approve it um it's not like one of those things it's like oh it passed and like it's happening it passed and it's happening but if they try to arrest somebody for giving an abortion that's when it'll also be like can you really arrest me because it's unconstitutional for you to take away her right to an abortion wow you know because it's still unconstitutional for now so until the supreme court decides i don't think anything will be permanent or like actually fully enforceable but who knows in gilead y'all i mean they don't listen to any rules they don't be coming to congressional hearings they don't they don't give a fuck about rules. So, um, Godspeed again. Damn. And that was all. Handmaid's Tale comes out soon. It's going to be bleak to watch. <laughs> comes out, like, next month. It'll be, like, perfect alignment with what's happening I'm going to be just watching the news on Hulu. <laughs> Welcome to Obscure History That You Never Knew You Needed to Know with Jazz. Radio killer, killer. You just like, it's like, it's like soul soothing that doo doo, that doo 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 I just feel like I'm wearing a pair of low-rise jeans, and I'm just like, like it's Friday on yeah. school day, and I'm going to the movies later. Hell yeah! And my iPod is fully charged. Hell yeah! And my hair is burnt straight. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. It feels We're good. going to the school dance tonight, and I'm wearing my gauchos. Yeah, nice my gauchos. My, um, <laughs> my sequent fish scale purse. Ooh, I'm bringing that one back. Those um, could carry everything. My baby fat jacket and my I, fat farm shoes. Ooh, I had pastries. Those are my. I was ooh, like, I'm a pastry you were girl. fancy. I'm be you different. were a fancy bitch. <laughs> pastry, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so today's obscure history is on the singer, songwriter, producer, and baby daddy of several children, The Dream. The Dream. He's basically written or produced 75% of the songs that we love. That's strong. I don't know. I don't know. That's strong. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pro in this, in this in paper. This, I will say <laughs> I will. Okay. So born Terius Youngdale Nash. Wow. That is, that's a black name. Yes. Terius. Yeah. Youngdale. 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 Yep. <laughs> that's, you know, name of a superstar. Destined for no. things. I hate you. The dream was born in North Carolina and grew up in Atlanta. His mom passed away at 15, and then he went to go live with his grandpa, who was, like, hella strict and traditional, and had, like, a big-ass old piano at his house, and that's how the dream got into music. I can just picture him yelling his name. Notarius. Is Notarius? Terius. Terius. Notarius. Old man. I like the Notarius. 
your ass down here. Youngdale. <laughs> Youngdale. <laughs> so he got into the music business uh, through songwriting uh, with Lainey and Tricky Stewart. And Tricky and Lainey were brothers. They're both from Chicago. And Lainey was the older brother, and he got into the music business in the 80s with, like, Babyface, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis, and created Red Zone Entertainment. Okay. Um, Which, you know, like, the Tony Braxton song, Hit the Freeway? No. Damn. Sing it. Uh, hum it. You didn't do me right, so, so long, goodbye, bye-bye, hit the freeway, baby, in some other life, I'll see you again. No. Now, oh, you gotta listen to that song in the car. It's a good, it's a good Tony Braxton song. Put me on, sis. Um, But that's, like, one of their songs. Tricky is also responsible for co-writing and co-producing a lot of the Dream's earlier career, career breaks, like 16 at War. Okay. Yeah. I'm 16. I was 16. That wasn't the best, but I mean, <laughs> it's a start. Uh, so the dream was working for a collections agency and he decided to quit to produce, to pursue his music career. And so his first breakout song was Everything by B2K. And that was on their Pandemonium mm-hmm. album. And he made it when he was like super duper broke. And because of that song, that's what got him a publishing deal. Wow, we're coming full circle with our obscure history. Hella, hella. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and so that gave him legitimacy as someone that could be in the room, but what really stood out was writing a song for Britney Spears. He co-wrote Me Against the Music. Really? Yeah, this, and he literally stole the song out of the trash. From someone else? Uh, well, Tricky like was already an established producer, and I he already threw away the song. like It was in the recycling bin of the computer. Mm-hmm. And I guess they had, like, a meeting with Britney the next day, and the dream, like, literally went on his laptop after everybody left the studio, like, took it out of the trash can, and then, like, kind of redid the hook, and then they included it and sending it to Britney, and that was the one song that they liked. You never know. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, And so he was disappointed at the final product because so many people ended up changing it, and that's when he realized he wanted to, like, Kind of be in more control over the, at least the, Start his own the song. Yeah. yeah. And so we heard in a few episodes ago that him and Nivea were married. So he spent the next two years working on Nivea's album. I forgot about that already. Complicated. So yes. They you brought had, it back. They uh, got married and had three kids. And in 2007 is when he really had his breakout hit. So he wrote a song for Rihanna. What song do you think The Dream did for Rihanna? In what year? 2007. 2007. 2007, Rihanna. Okay, give me an album. I can't. Post SOS, because she came out in like 04. Okay, okay, okay. Post SOS. Um, Umbrella? Yes. Okay! Yeah, he was responsible for Umbrella. He literally freestyled the whole thing in one take after... I'm on a roll today. Yes. (laughs) And so here's a clip about how he wrote Umbrella. You know what a hit sounds like. You know what songs you like from other people. Like if you went to make a playlist, you knew what the fuck a hit was and you you know how to make it. So just write a fucking hit. So I just told myself that that day and literally we're moving stuff around in the studio cool Carell, who who now is like side by side with rihanna and records a lot of her stuff for her now finds a finds this um loop this this kick loop 
trick stores starts to play this chord, and I kind of walk in at that at that same moment, and I hear it, and I heard about maybe eight bars of of what what trick was doing. And I said, "Man, turn the mic on." It's like, "Man, we're not ready. We just started moving this shit around. We don't. We got to plug it up. We got to get it right." I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. Turn the mic on." I turned the mic on. I maybe had to go back and change four words, but I sung it from the top to the end, exactly as is how you hit a song today. How do you just think of that on the spot? Like, genius shit for real. I remember the first time I heard Umbrella, I was like, wow, wow. this is about to be like on the radio until our ears bleed. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're never going to stop hearing this song. She changed our lives. She changed our lives. And that video, cute as fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, okay, shoes. sis, I see you, Rihanna. Perform. Oh. The haircut, iconic. The video, Jay-Z on the hook. On the verse, iconic. Umbrella went to a few different people that passed it up, I think, before Rihanna. And I think, like, two other artists had it at the time. I really wish I could remember who. If I remember, then I'll post the clip this week. But um, Rihanna, like, saw the dream at a party and, like, approached him. And she was like, that's my fucking song. Like, I want that fucking song. <laughs> Damn. It was like, she knew. She knew. So after he wrote Umbrella. I know. I need to get like that. <laughs> Several companies or like record labels were trying to come after him to get him to write hits for them, including Def Jam, which was where Rihanna was signed. But they were reluctant at giving the Dream his own record deal. And so eventually, the Dream wrote Bed by Jay Holiday that same year and wow, saw how great that was doing. <laughs> and then started uh, let him sign a, a contract to release music for his own. And so he released an album like in six months, like five seconds. After. So that whole time he wanted to be an artist? He wanted to be no. signed as an artist and a producer, or? No, I think he had made so much music that he felt like he is just sitting on a lot of stuff that other people didn't want. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, uh, there's an interview of him basically saying he became an artist out of necessity. Like he's literally sitting on I can sell songs. these songs. Yeah. I'll just do it my fucking self. Yeah. <laughs> And he could sing, so that helps. But they always make fun of like how he looks a lot, like making fun of his appearance. And I don't think he's ugly, like. But I feel like even Charlemagne was like coming at him really hard, like. Oh, oh Charlemagne! Exactly. <laughs> Seriously. And so in late uh, December two thousand seven, he signed a contract with Def Jam and released his first album of a trilogy, Love Hate. Um, the album's title is an abbreviation for "Love Me All Summer, Hate Me All Winter." And it was written and recorded in eight days and went gold. It contained I Love Your Girl, Shoddy is a Shit, Nikki, which was written about Hot. his ex-wife Nivea uh, because they literally divorced like right after he signed his record deal and falsetto. Hits on hits on hits. All on the same And album. people didn't want, those are the throwaways. This man is like a hit maker. Yes, naturally. And a baby, and a baby maker and like. All that. All that. <laughs> oh, I just keep thinking it's about very fertile. Falsetto taught me so much. What did it teach you? Uh, that I can't sing in that range. But didn't, I didn't. You didn't know that. Before. I tried. I'm okay. ambitious. I'm ambitious in the music industry. We did it together earlier. Like I know y'all don't want to hear it, but um, <laughs> everybody's like, "Please God, no. <laughs> like they're gonna sing it." It was really good. So yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> We've got bars and pipes. <laughs> So at the same time, <laughs> <Construction zone. laughs> 
I hate you. <laughs> At the same time, Tricky, The Dream, and Kirk Harrell stuck together and wrote be- the biggest Beyonce song of all time, aka Single Ladies, in 2008. And it was basically at the request of Jay Z. Like, Jay Z was like, go write for my girl. And hmm. <laughs> there was a team of writers there, like, I guess, like a writing team in a whole like room, and everybody has their own studio. Yeah. So The Dream walked in and was like, I don't know who's going to get B's for a single, but. I'm pretty sure I got it. <laughs> he said it was like the Olympics of like producers, right? <laughs> and so um, he wrote two songs that night. One of them being "Single Ladies." How long in minutes do you think it took the Dream to write "Single Ladies"? How long in minutes? Mm-hmm. Um, dang, this is a hard question. You know, I've been on a roll today. I wanted to end on a good note. <laughs> You're like, why do you have to ask me another one? <laughs> I'm gonna say 20 minutes. 17 minutes. Ooh, so that was close, close enough. So that was close, close enough. Yeah. I feel like I win. <laughs> I, definitely. Thanks, definitely. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. <laughs> but he didn't stop working with Beyonce there. He kept writing Beyonce hits. Dance for You, Flawless, Grown Woman, Run the World Girls, and he curated the four album. Like, he helped decide, like, what order it went in and the flow and the inspiration and all that. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I knew that they were working together, but the naming the songs, I feel like they, all of those songs Sound. kind of have <laughs> a similar vibe. Who around the world, girl? I hate that song. Who around the world? It's like literally the song of my least favorite. <laughs> I know. I really hate that Beyonce. Beyonce songs. Um, but the rest of them, like I love Flawless. Uh, what are the other ones you named? Dance for You, Grown <sighs> Woman. Dance for You. Those are strong college memories. I know. I was literally <laughs> just thinking of the, the number of... <laughs> The number of boys. <laughs> that was back when we were still kind of, like, juking at parties. Oh, God. It was. It really was. I'm um, cringing at the thought of myself. Like, thank God Snapchat wasn't a thing. Like, thank God Instagram Instagram's stories were yeah. not a thing. Lord, we just missed I that bullet. caught. Yikes. <laughs> Never let them catch you slipping, bitch. <laughs> People don't even dance no more. That's how serious it is. Like, we're just not going to do it. It's gonna be on someone's IG story. <laughs> so that following year, he was already ready to release his second album, Love Versus Money. It debuted at number two on the top 200, and it had "Rockin' That Thing." That was supposed to be for Jamie Foxx. That sounds yeah, because around that time he was doing like um, blame it. blame it on the alcohol, and the Dream wrote that too. It was like a two like song. I feel like it was kind of like a two me. song. He didn't combo write everything. Deal. And he was like, the dream or Jamie Foxx gave him both, and he was like, no, like I want like classic the dream. And so he got blame it, and then the dream just kept rocking that shit. It's still classic the dream though, but whatever. I guess it sounded kind of like futuristic though. Oh, you the know? beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still the same like feel though. Techno. You still like end up kind of like whistling it. Like, do do do. Yeah, it's all kind of the same. Uh, Sweat It Out was also on there. Uh, Walking Sweat on the Moon. Out. Sweat It Out. With Kanye West. And then uh, a bonus track, One Plus One. On that album? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he had One Plus One as his own song on that album as, like, a bonus track. And L.A. Reid told him... That he didn't like it, mm-hmm. so it was removed. And then, like six years later, Beyonce they, made it. 
like they were like what about this song for beyonce just play it for her like blah 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 blah. and he played it and she loved it and took it i do love that song it's like a simple it's like a simple bitch song (laughs) but it's sung so beautifully and like it it makes me happy i'm like there's so much money plus one equals two (laughs) at that same time he became two with christina million and gave her a record deal under his record label, Radio Killer. Um, they started dating at the beginning of 2009. They, by June, they were engaged. And by September, they were married of that same year. And then by February of the following year, the dream filed for divorce, which was nine days before their daughter was born. Damn. He cheated on her with his assistant, but that they don't... They say that's not why they broke up. Uh, But one big part of their divorce was Christina suing the Dream for publishing rights to the Justin Bieber song, Baby, because they're listed as co-writers, because they wrote it together. Oh, really? Yes, when they were together. You're not divorcing me when I'm nine months pregnant. (laughs) Like, literally, I'll kill you. (laughs) I'll kill you. These hormones, like, I will kill you. You better let me divorce you. <laughs> but in, like, the lawsuit, I guess, the dream says that she, he let her write the first verse because it's, like, originally they asked him to write it. But um, she still wrote it. It doesn't matter if... It didn't end up in the final. He oh. didn't use it. And she's... But he still, like, listed her, like, oh, yeah, like, you were there. Because I think this was, like, when they first started dating, and I feel like they were having, like, studio dates. Mm-hmm. And she... I mean, but she wasn't on the song, though, so it's kind of like, girl... Ah! My first I mean, time. <laughs> How's the song go again? For the first time, and I was like, baby, baby, baby. Now that I hear it, I'm like, wow, that sounds exactly like him. He just literally repeats words over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's catchy. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> I hated that song, though. Um, By 2012. I like Justin Bieber's freaky songs. Like what? I like, like his freaky songs. Like what? Um... Damn it, now I gotta find it. Like the song off of journals? Uh, Maybe. I just know that we were playing it a lot in college. Like when we had a a sexy dance break for a performance, we'd be like, let's do this song. Remember? A Justin Bieber song? Yes! It's actually, I think, on my sex playlist. Pause. Make it get it time. This song. Remember this? Bro. This I think we actually Justin did Bieber. perform Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was like... <laughs> down. <laughs> we loved our little dips. <laughs> oh, hair flip's so dramatic. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Shoulder twist. Thank you. Shoulder shitty. Oh. Get it, bitch. Pop, pop. I liked the black Justin Bieber phase. I wish he stuck with it a little longer. He gave it was us, very brief. He gave yeah. us a lot more than I thought he would. It's like he did like the cute white boy thing and then like a quick Justin Timberlake I'm down uh, thing and then yeah. like the mental breakdown thing and now he's like in the Found Christian God. phase. But he hasn't fallen out yet. It's like he's stuck there. Yeah. And no one's really that interested anymore because yeah. the Jonas Brothers came back or whatever. And are kind of cool again. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Most of them. Yeah. Well, just, okay. That one has always been weird. What? Joe? The one, mm, I think, feel like it's the middle one with the longer hair, and he looks has like a smooshed face. Yeah, that looks like he shouldn't be. No, he's like the ugly Jonas brother. But Nick is fine. He's just ignorant. 
What did he say? I don't know, but I know it was something. I don't trust him or Priyanka, so. It was something that was kind of like, uh, Nick Jonas. And someone talked about how Joe Jonas and Sansa probably do a lot of cocaine, and now I can't unsee it. Yeah, they really probably do. Dang. (gasps) That ruins a lot. (laughs) (laughs) That ruins a lot. Doesn't everything make sense now, though? Damn. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just thinking of that like collage of pictures on Twitter of them like s- s- waving at the paparazzi. And now you know they're coked out. Yeah, getting married in Vegas, being like fucked up all the time. <laughs> Generally. You're shocked. It's okay. Mind literally blows. It's a phase that every white celebrity goes through. They'll be alright. She's British too. She's rock solid. Hopefully. <laughs> So in 2012, The Dream started working with Kanye West and did All of the Lights. Uh, he wrote that song? He Well, there's like 20 people listed, 20 celebrities listed as writers, but he did the hook. Like he got like the beat and the melody and stuff for it. And I guess Kanye did like hella options for it and Beyonce it was recording her album at the time. And they were like, yo, come like listen to this. I need help with the hook. And then The Dream was like, here, I got one. And Kanye was like, uh, I don't think that was it. And Beyonce was like, I think that was it. <laughs> and then they used it. That, I love that song. True story. Kanye, you hurt me. <laughs> and that served as the beginning of his Kanye West and Jay-Z collabs and basically made him like a part of their camp. He has a rock a rock rock nation chain. Rock. Yeah, rock yeah, nation. Rock nation chain. I'm like, whatever the brand rock is. Rock aware. <laughs> <laughs> A similar parallel. Right. Um, and so he asked, like, he basically, like, went to Jay-Z and was like, I'm going to work on something for you. Is that okay? And that's when he came up with the Holy Grail. And he sent it to him while he was recording Watch the Throne. Jeez. Um, and then Jay-Z took it, took Holy Grail to Kanye West, and Kanye West, like, demanded for the dream to come and help them finish No Church in the Wild. Which I fucking love that song. Yes. That's one of my favorite Kanye songs of all time. And he's also listed on Ultralight Beam. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just released his Menage a Trois sex tape one, two, and three. I listened to that a little bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was actually easy listening. I don't like remember with that um, many songs. Yeah, yeah. I really hate it. I couldn't get through all of it, and eventually it kind of runs together because it's the dream. Yeah. So I feel like, again, he was probably just releasing a bunch of things he had in the vault. And didn't care. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dang. Okay, so all that being said, what is your favorite The Dream song? I'm probably going to say for now, Rocking That Shit, because I really love that song. That's true. And the Young Jeezy, oh no. Young Jeezy's on I Love Your Girl, and I really love that. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. I don't love I Love Your Girl. Wow. I love your girl. White yeah. beater with the denim. Damn. White beater with the denim. I love your girl. Nails on high. I love your girl. Yeah. I think I'm going to say Shoddy is the, sh- the shit, the you remix. Know, I always forget that. I fabulous. fabulous. I know, but that verse. But, I mean, yeah, you can still love this song. I that it. verse is just great. Shoddy is the shit, 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 sugar, sugar honey, honey, iced tea. It really is when I, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good verse. Oh, I wish I didn't have to, to cancel my faves. I really I do. Know. And she is a saint. <laughs> okay, I'm done. 
And that's all I had for Obscure History on the Dream this week. I hope we can all stand out this week and get our eighth grade to sophomore year of high school lives these week. He's a legend. Lives this week. I think we have to give more props to the producers and writers of the things that we love because they're they're out here making the music, (laughs) y'all. It's really them. Yes. So thank you. I learned so much. The grab bag bitch. Uh, So we have to do grab bag this week because we have a few things that we wanted to touch on that didn't fit into specific categories. One is shout out to Rihanna, as always, for one, being herself. And two, for um, um, signing a deal with Louis Vuitton, the, the corporation that like holds Louis Vuitton, I think, and Gucci, LVMH. Christian Lacroix was the founder, and um, she'll be producing her own luxury fashion line. Like, this is big shit. Like, pop it. This is big shit. Like, this doesn't happen for a celebrity to be like on the same level as like Louis Vuitton, like making a luxury brand. So it's like somebody tweeted that Rihanna got all the success in fashion without any of the drama, and I just can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) Exactly. Like, she reached higher heights than Kanye did without cooning and... Acting crazy. And representing all sizes and just being herself and not cracking. Black as hell, island as hell. Like, we'll cuss you out in a second. Like, is... I I don't know. I can't stand any harder. I really can't. Although I won't be able to afford any of the things she'll be selling. Oh, absolutely not. Nope. Nope. That's fine. Um, Admiring from afar. I will admire, I will watch your shows, as I already do, and I'm really excited about it, honestly. Really excited. Yay! Um, I had, oh, well, this is yours, but season three of Easy is coming out, and I started watching Easy. It came out. It's out, and I started watching Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you started watching this show because yeah. I feel like I'm, me and Arthur are like the only ones in the world that watch it. Yeah, you guys have been telling me to watch it for months. I tell, it's like I tell people, but like no one is ever interested in like the idea because it's very hard to explain. But it's so well written and like it's Chicago as fuck. So if you're in Chicago, like actually watching the show is like, oh, I've been there. I know who these people are kind of yeah. and like. They're like at the red line or <laughs> in a nice ass condo townhouse or Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Wicker Park or um Dark Matter Coffee. So it's really cool and there are actually like some big actors in there. Um, but every episode is a different story for the most part. Mm-hmm. About a different couple usually. It's like a it's usually a story about romance. Yes. Like whether it's like polygamy or like trying dating apps or um trying a threesome for the first time or it's like pretty much every dating situation they go through at some point. And um, they carry it through the season. So like if there's one episode about a married couple in season one, they'll follow up with them in season two and like Ooh. see where they're at like a year later. Yeah, I'm excited now. Yeah. They had um, like that artist episode. <laughs> what 
happened in the artist episode? Well, he slept with that grad student. Like, oh, was an yeah. Author, and, like, no one showed up to his shit. And yeah. And they had that. That gets crazy happening. on season two. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they had an episode this season that I just, like, I wanted to scream from the rooftops, like, everyone needs to watch this episode. Oh, but it was, like, I the blackish Chicago shit I've ever seen on TV, like, Ooh. depicted. Is it about a couple I haven't seen yet, then? It wasn't anything romantic. It was about a dude, like, selling toys in Millennium Park. And he was just, like, at all the most relevant Chicago lingo. <laughs> it was, like, you know, you know, like, niggas, like, they'd be, like, they heartily say words for real, but you know exactly what they're saying. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> Chicago shit. And he's, um, like... Like, everyone I know. I mean, it was just, they were playing, like, King Louie. They went to a strip club in Markham. Like, there's the Markham police. Like, I don't know. So, it's it's really, like, authentic. And the writing is just, like, you feel like you're in real situations. Damn. Um, listening to people have real conversations. Yeah, It's just, like, really refreshing. And the sex is awkward. And it's kind of, like, a lot. I feel like the sex scenes are, like, one minute longer than I need. But, yeah, yeah. It you makes know, you kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, because but that's because it's so honest, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, real sex, so it's awkward. And also, they do a good job, I think, of making the characters that would not be sexy ever At seem all. kind of sexy. and of like, like, just work on it. You know, just pay attention to it, and things will get better. Yeah. yeah. If you, like, are dating someone, it's really a fun thing to watch just to have conversation starters kind of about things yeah. like would you ever do that or like what do you think about that and yeah. like it kind of like sparks a conversation about your your own sexuality and relationships so it's kind of cool yeah and even if you're not in a relationship you still i think do a lot of reflecting on like mm-hmm. <laughs> just who is your ultra ultra persona like in, in the bedroom yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah specifically yeah i'm like yeah relationships like be a good person whatever fuck that how am i <laughs> Put like, on what a show, perform, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Watch it. Um, it's canceled though. It's over. It's season three is the last season, Damn. but it might come back. So if y'all watch it, it might come back. So watch it. Um, Alyssa Milano is stupid. <laughs> Up next, <laughs> she's stupid. Why is she stupid? Cause I just feel like she's that that progressive white woman that just kind of like become sure in herself one day and and thinks that she can speak for everybody all the time and like she you know she means well but it's just like you're you're like not thinking things through and it's so obvious and like you're not here for everyone you say you're here for so she proposed that um there be a sex strike for what um i think it was to stop these abortion laws or like Shit, I don't remember what that end goal was supposed to be. But, yeah, so, like, ladies stop having sex with their partners until they are, you know, feminists or whatever the fuck. Many people pointed out, which is the obvious thing you should think about before proposing a strike, a sex strike, is that are you having sex with people who are, like, conservatives? (laughs) Like, (laughs) is, is that who you're having sex with? It's like, um... Girl, we don't have that problem over here. But uh, she, the other response to it was a lot of men who are obviously sexist saying, um, women don't enjoy sex anyway, so. <laughs> Which is also like, you don't think shit through. Like, right. You're telling on yourself, sir. Um, <laughs> so that was like. They're mm-hmm. not supposed to like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> In white feminist news today. So, yeah. Uh, I also started work- watching uh, Jailbirds. 
I haven't started watching that. Is that the one where they're talking through the toilets? Yes. Oh my God. It is so entertaining. Yeah. I want to watch. I it's love It's like a shit. real Orange is the New Black. And when I first saw the trailer, I was like, uh, I don't know if this is, I don't know if I'm too sheltered to watch this. I love watching <laughs> this shit. <laughs> but there'd be whole families up in jail. Like, oh, my baby daddy. And then I got to jail because I tried to like coerce a witness into dropping her charges against my husband and they caught me on tape because I called my husband while he was in jail and he was on the phone with me while I rode up to her house and then basically threatened her and drove away and basically was like I'm gonna be back if you don't drop those charges by next week bitch damn how long is she in for? That can't be too long. A while, though. I bet. Some of them are in there like, I'm doing 25 to life. I killed somebody. I'll take that back. Of course, she's in there for a long time. Like, <laughs> and it's Sacramento. It's so good. Oh, my God. But So, so it's all in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. It's in one specific jail or several different prisons? One specific jail, and it's a male and female jail. Like, the male, Ooh, spicy. The male floors are the top, like, two or three, and then the women's is the bottom two or three. And so that's how they kind of like date because you talk to niggas on the different floors. And if you stop talking to them, then they flood the toilets because it's all a piping system. And then to kind of like prove their point, like, oh, they, she wouldn't she wouldn't come to the phone when I called by knocking on the toilet. So I flooded her room with like nasty toilet water with feces and shit in it. <gasps> what? Man, yes. Prison. They're crazy. Even in jail. Even we were jail. talking about this yesterday when we were watching the commercial. Um, just like how there's a whole community of people who just live this entire secluded, different life. Like millions of people. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, you'll never be able to fully relate. And we watch it on TV and how that's kind of like weird, right? Like, these people just living in jail. Most of them probably the shouldn't time. be there. Like one lady that was their third time there. If not all of them. It's just crazy. Definitely highly recommend all my friends. Oh, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> five I like watching five stars. Lock Up and shit. I just like, I don't know. It's like, it makes me feel like this is so fucked up, but it's very entertaining as well. Yes. And I learn a lot. White kids, white kidding. I just feel like I'm, I was going to talk about the uh, high school that had a Jersey day. <laughs> a, a whole bunch of students took it upon themselves to call it a thug day and come, <laughs> come in their um, whack ass cornrows and 2012 OKC grills. jerseys and aluminum foil grills and call themselves being thugs. It was just. It bores me. Apparently, the school district has a long history of doing racist shit. Like, they threw a, a Mexican party where they dressed up as Mexicans. And Damn. I got maybe even like a taco party or some shit. But, like, either way. 2019. They have a long history of being very white and very racist. And it's just like a missed opportunity to come dressed as a police officer to school. I don't. <laughs> if you're going to do Thug Day. But yeah, saw that. It was annoying. It was going to be in White People Did What. But it's just the norm these days. All right. Anything else for grab bag this week? Oh, um, I don't really talk about Kim and Kanye, but they named oh. their child Psalm. Just saw that. Psalm, like a song? Psalm, like the Bible chapter. Jesus. The book of Psalm. I Psalm. hate them so much. <laughs> Psalm is so hard to say. That is Nor- like, I'd be so annoyed if I was that child. It's Don't literally just like nouns and pronouns. Nor- it's so long. Chicago... Psalm. Saint and Psalm. When you throw Saint into it, it really pisses me yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, I hate them. <laughs> That's so bad. Some people were talking about Kim and uh, the whole lawyer thing she's doing. You know, she's like gonna have a reality show now. About her, About being her fighting lawyer. justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's where this is all going from going. the beginning. Yeah, yeah, obviously, people were talking about how she was claiming. Um, I guess they like she posted about beating a case for someone who was in jail wrongly, wrongly convicted, and it was like two black lawyers who did all the work, and she posted about it like she did work on it for real, and she. I like, guess, what was her involvement? Just like I don't. I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I think it was less than. <laughs> Than what she was really saying, so. Damn. But more power to you, girl. Like I said, you want to be a lawyer? Go ahead. Be a lawyer. <laughs> have fun. That's all I have for grab back, though. <laughs> You're like, welcome to the club. Right. <laughs> That's going to suck. <laughs> You'll be gone soon. <sighs> oh, ooh. I want to talk about... Think, talking about Kim, I want to talk about how Kylie came out with a skincare brand trying oh, to rush fucking and beat Rihanna, and she put some walnuts in her face, girl. <laughs> I didn't know that walnuts were so bad for your skin, like walnut scrubs. Like, I really thought that scrubbing your skin was just like, yes, I can scrub it. Just get all <laughs> that. <laughs> that was like you're visual. tearing your skin open <laughs> and it's giving you worse skin. I was like, damn. Well, if we're talking about the Kardashians, then Black China was on Wendy Williams today. Well, not today, but yesterday. Really? She gave like the rundown on all the plastic surgery she's gotten how she got with Tyga, the timeline between Tyga, Kylie, and then uh, moving on to Rob, mm-hmm. when things got weird with the Kardashians, on it. Did she talk about dating um, children? Mm, no. All old tea, not new tea. Mm. But I didn't finish it, but I don't think they did talk about that. Wendy was kind of stuck in her dick, because she's coming out with a new show, too. Wendy? No, Black China. Oh. That should be interesting. She presented herself really well, though. I was kind of really proud of her. Really? I was like, okay, Andrew. I've never really seen her um, speak, talk, speak for real. For an so. extended period of time. Oh, speaking of that, Steve Harvey shows that. <laughs> and the church said amen. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm God tired of seeing his ass give simple-ass solutions to people's problems and people being like, yes. God is good all the time. And he's worthy. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the the like the theme of this week feels like karma to me. Like Ooh. people are really like getting what's what coming to them. What's coming to them. Steve Harvey and the whole Monique shit and him just overall being kind of like a respectability a respectability <laughs> Never let him see you like, slipping, bitch. You got it. <laughs> they heard me slipping. They didn't see that though. They didn't see it. <laughs> Either way, yeah, like, he had it coming. He had it coming. He had it coming. Hey. He had it coming all along. Do, do, do. I've been there. You want to see it? I've done the same. I got to watch that back. Okay, that's for real it for the grab bag. There's nothing else we have to talk about. Right? Okay. Like, I'm just going to end it now. Alright, bitch. Inquiring minds want to know.
the million dollar question did you kill that week bitch <laughs> I, I, at the end. I know i was like i need to come up with something more concrete i can't just do that and i froze and that's what came out so i had to own it i'm sorry i didn't mean to come in it that's fine you know i'm i stand proudly i sound stand proudly it's not gonna become the next occur but it's something it's a work in progress um <laughs> that's exactly how my week sounded <laughs> I, I I I didn't do terrible like um I'm really caught up in work right because I got ahead last week it ended up that I didn't really have to get ahead because I got an extension but like getting the work done when I had the fire under my ass was helpful yes. so like I could kind of like fill in the gaps this week at work and like catch up on all my cases and make sure I'm on good footing with that and um, my soon-to-be cousin came over the weekend and Ooh. cooked, hey, made this big-ass tray of this demon mac and cheese demon. and demon <laughs> fried chicken and cabbage and Ooh. sweet potatoes, like, filled Ooh. with butter. Ooh, I love sweet potatoes sautéed in butter and brown sugar and just, like, simmered in it. Then you want to take them? You have some? Yes. <laughs> I love some. Cause I can't, I can't, like, I'm just like my thighs and I haven't worked out all week. <laughs> I'm just feeling like a tray of Velveeta cheese. Like, I'm just feeling fat. Like, um, I, uh, got my hair done. Flicking. It's flicking and sticking is what's happening. <laughs> and it rained the same day. And like the lady who did my hair, like she sucked and was rushing. <laughs> she, she, put, she put an appointment at 630. I went in at five and she got there late. So she was doing my hair and like rushing and like she cut off too much way more than she said she was gonna cut off so i lost like three inches or so damn and it looks um, great it looks great i appreciate that sis Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get it wet soon again because it's like the weather it's like having your hair straight no matter how good you get it to look and then feeling any humidity in the air it's it's a constant source of stress It makes Literally. me feel 12, and I'm just not. Like, please, don't get too hot outside, and then you just feel, like, crimping up, like, no. Yeah, I just feel like my roots just, like, just, it just seems dry, frizzy, you like. end up in the bathroom with an afro. Yeah, I'm getting bad flashbacks to middle school and <laughs> high school. So, I am happy that I got it done. I love getting my hair washed and my head touched and, like, being pampered because growing up, I'd never got my hair done. My mom would do my hair. Mm-hmm. So it would always be like she's like doing me and my sister's head and like she kind of has to like rush and get her hair done and like I'm not like giving wine obviously <laughs> and like getting to lay my head back. I have to like stick my head in the sink and she's like right. fucking like washing me like a like it could be so much better like a stovetop <laughs> pot like it was not relaxing and then she'd burn you and <laughs> say she didn't burn you so it's nice like um, treating myself yeah. How about you? Uh, oh, I did not kill the week. Bitch. <laughs> Who are you calling a bitch? The week. Yeah. yeah, the week is a bitch. I don't know. I mean, I think I did better than I, I, I'm giving myself credit for. Let me not speak negatively because I studied for at least eight hours this week. So proud. Uh, I survived Mother's Day again. And I, like, went and bought myself breakfast and forgot that it was Mother's Day. Like, I had people texting me, like, sending you love. And I'd be like, what the fuck? What? This is so random. And then I'd, like, 
I saw it randomly when I was in the store and like some lady was like, happy Mother's Day. And I was like, oh no, I'm out. I'm out. What did I do this for? <laughs> fuck, fuck. Yeah. And I'd end up on like social media and then it's like a whole like montage of like, I'd forget and then be like, no, <laughs> like throw a phone across the room. So it was really good for a lot of get, like getting a lot of studying done. Uh, work yeah. is work makes me want to quit <laughs> i have never wanted yeah. to quit my job so bad since before i had this job but i am developing a thick skin everything is a learning experience i just feel like everything is like juggling 30 balloons at one time and everything's already late but I either can like sit here and cry about it or I can just put out as many more and more fires every week until my life gets better and until I get on top of it, until I know what the fuck I'm talking about, and until, you know, the boss bitch that I want to be is there right. and work enough hours to just think about things big picture and like realistically. So I, I, I take that back. I killed that week. I think you did, too. When I, I was talking week. to you, I was like... I feel like you've been through a lot, G. That, <laughs> that corporate shit and just kind of dealing with the actual confrontation you deal with, like with managers and they're your, fucking your crazy, confer- man. Like, it is confrontational <laughs> all the um, time, and I'm not a confrontational person. <laughs> yeah, so you have to process that all day, and then like you ain't got no internet sometimes, and you be in Northbrook and then commuting an hour and a half every day. Like that is like a lot all at once, yeah. a lot of change all at once, and I think you're handling it better than you think you are. Yeah. It's oh, adversity. Thanks. Yeah. Get it's my adversity, adversity score, bitch. And then this next assignment, they better they better um set you up because I'm uh, tired of this shit. I'm taking like a two, I'm, I'm taking like two weeks off. I'm gonna get a massage and everything. Okay, I've so I've been wanting to try that too. A massage? Yeah. Ooh, get, I've never gotten one. I got one on Groupon for my birthday. You should go to the Body Lux. It was amazing. They had little like scented oils everywhere. I do think you have to give them more direction. But for thirty dollars, it was a very great massage. Thirty dollars is not bad. I'm from yeah, my first on Groupon, but normally they're a hundred. Ooh, Groupon it is. Yes. Yes, it yeah, is. yeah, definitely want to like get more into pampering myself. Yeah. Um, now that I have a little bit of extra, like, I mean, <laughs> my fiance probably wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't agree, <laughs> but I have a little bit of extra money to spend on myself, you know, and like, <laughs> um, so, yeah. do what you want to do because it's summer. So it's money it's comes not out of acting nowhere for like summer. summer. It's acting brand new. I don't know what oh, this is oh. supposed to be. This is not the summer I've been promised. But tomorrow's gonna be eighty, so I think we're gonna be straight. I feel like it's trying to kill us, the earth. I know it's like clearly, like clearly, I'm burning. It's, it's really trying to burn us and freeze us and burn us and freeze us until we just die out. <laughs> um, a- but I'm excited about the eighty degree weather. I'm about to get something, get a fit off or something. <laughs> so what are you gonna do next week to kill the week? Um, so next week, I think that I'm going to focus a lot on podcast stuff. Oh. This week I was doing, um, spending my after work time doing Photoshop and logos for people and for us. And then this week I really want to work on getting our next project kind of set up and like started getting, focusing on our attack plan. It's going to be nice outside. I got to get the air conditioner in the window. We got this apartment, didn't even realize there was no air conditioning. So Dude, me too. There's that. How are we going to survive? It's like being in my car. I bought an air conditioner. I just oh. don't know how to put it in the window. It's like 180 bucks or something. They have one. I just probably won't touch it. No, you should use it. You will. T- I mean, you like the heat, but it's going to get really hot in that old apartment. Yeah, that's true. 
You're gonna appreciate you're it. Just be baking like. Uh. <laughs> you in your heat? I will die. So yeah, I'm probably gonna put that in the window. Uh, I'm going home on Sunday to watch the finale of Game of Thrones, and because it's my mom's birthday next week. Nice. Uh, and oh, I want yeah. to work on wedding shit while I'm home because I have like four DIY projects that I've committed myself to. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I have not started a single task. Of four DIY projects. <laughs> like, I don't even know if they're going to work. Dude, for you the do ceremony. so much. What? No, I, I don't. don't. <laughs> I just, I spent a lot of time trying to perfect like one thing. <laughs> I'm spending like three days trying to do one thing. <laughs> so. I'm going to try to really nail down some things this week and be decisive. I think that's my goal. Be decisive. Just fucking do it, girl. Mm. How about you? I'm going to go through next week with the confidence that I know that I work for a God that's serving for me and not against me. And any experience is coming at me for a purpose. And it's just making me a better person. And... I gotta get through it anyway so i gotta stop kicking and screaming about it uh i'm gonna do that i'm gonna be a lot more strategic about podcast stuff next week and put my planned accent execute i'm gonna execute and go hard tomorrow uh next week is my focus is on quant stuff for the gmat this week this past week i studied all sentence correction i'm gonna finish the book before we meet up tomorrow do my practice problems on Sunday. Take a practice test Monday night. It's about to be popping. I'm really proud of you. Oh, also, congratulations to all the people who graduated. Yeah. You guys are so inspiring to us. All of our Neos yes. who graduated. Yes, yes, um, yes. All of our shippies who graduated from law school. Okay, fame. Like, <sighs> so many lawyers. We so smart. We are smart so. and we is pretty. We, and we, we is kind. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> No, really, it, it makes yeah. me, like, emotional because I'm like, damn. Our line is so raw. School is hard, and we're excelling, and um, I'm really happy to be associated with a group of people that I yes. am associated with. These y'all excellent. Like, these graduation posts, I am literally screenshotting and saving for myself of, like, bitch, get Don't it together. Yeah, that could be you. So, thanks for inspiring us. I'm never going back to school, but... It's yeah, good. I mean, you yeah. have to finish. It's good inspiration for everything. Um, and I think that's it. Grad season's over. Yay. It's time for um, the summertime. Summer. Time to grind it out. I feel like I'm going to do lots of shoulder rolls tomorrow. I'm so excited. And I got to get my hair together. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have straight backs. <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, well, go forth. And kill the week see you next time thanks everybody for listening to 168 be sure to follow us on instagram at 168 podcast and on twitter at 168 pod turn on your notifications subscribe on apple music and spotify or whatever listening device you like to listen to and in our bio we have a link in our link tree to submit questions if you want to ask us anything for our mini so let's get personal series um yeah just go and click all the buttons click all the buttons non-stop just keep clicking them beep beep y'all love buttons you know that shoddy been eyeing me exactly looking like trying me mm-hmm. try this button <laughs>
berry fragrance on my shirt from when she hugged me. That's a rock when she touched me. 